I once had an eighth grade science teacher tell me that on my report card, you earn what you get and you get what you earn. Since we're giving out grades on this episode of Locked on USC, the Pac-12 refs get a solid FU. That's what's coming up next on this episode of Locked on USC. You are Locked on Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I am your host, Mark Hulkin, and thanks for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you are watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free. And I want to thank you so much for uh, coming along for the ride. I hope you're enjoying the show. For those of you who already have, thank you so much. For those of you who haven't and are watching on YouTube, if you see that red subscribe button, hit it. You'd appreciate it. I will appreciate it. And it means a lot more than you even realize. And for those of you who just want to hear the voice and not have to look at the face, also understandable. You can also follow me at my Twitter at Mark Culkin, M-A-R-C-K-U-L-K-I-N. So what grade did the team earn and did they deserve what, they, what they're going to get? You can tell me after, uh, after the show. Give me your responses. Grade it, if you will. Um, regardless of whatever grades you're going to give each position group, um, after what I after I uh, offer my grades, uh, you have to give them an A for effort, regardless. Um, that shouldn't even be up for debate. I, I mean, just to remind everybody, uh, this team went on the road, and winning on the road is always hard, regardless. You know, you got teams out there that are Division One caliber players. They might not be as good as USC's players, but they are still good. Um, so there's always a chance you can lose. So playing on the road is always difficult. Arizona is a, a very good offensive team. And USC, you know, kind of limped into this game, missing players um, on offense, Jordan Addison, Mario Williams, Andrew Voorhees. And then on defense, you were missing pretty much uh, some pretty key players at rushing and linebacker, Eric Gentry, Raylan Goforth, uh, Corey Foreman, and if you want to, you know, extend that list, you can um, can throw Romello Height on there. He's been out for pretty much the full year as well. So, and besides that, you had guys who were already playing less than 100, percent and others who you know had to leave the game. Um, you know, it's just what the injuries they were playing with already were too painful to continue. So, uh, I guess my overall thoughts on on that is that you know they played hard. Uh, Arizona's defense isn't really good. So offensively, I thought they uh, they performed to the mean. They 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 performed how they should have. Uh, there are some areas where, you know I can nitpick and you know I'll go through the different position groups here very quickly. Um, but you know, forty five points on the road, uh, that's going to get it done nine times out of ten. And they probably left points on on the field as well for various reasons. So uh, I'm just going to stick with the offense. I'll give you my uh, I'll give you my thoughts on the defense in the second segment here. So just with the offense, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get, start with the quarterback. Obviously, uh, Caleb Williams. A. 
anything less would be stupid. Yeah, you could you could say that you know there's areas you can still improve, and there are. Uh, he'll be the first to tell you that, but it's hard to nitpick 411 yards through the air, um, five more touchdowns for the season. That's a touchdown to interception ratio of 24 to one. Yeah, so one interception thrown through eight games, and his next two games are at home. Three out of four of those games, his final four games will be at the Coliseum. The fourth, the, the fourth in that, uh, the fourth game within that will be in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl. <clears throat> uh, I, I, I guess if you want to pick uh, the spot to critique Caleb's game to this point, um, he needs to be more conservative at times. Uh, he likes to go big, and um, you know, instead of taking what's there at times, keeping drives alive, uh, he loves the big shot. And at, there's, there are times when the offense will stall out because of that. So that's going to come with maturity. Um, remember, he, he started uh, what, six, seven games as a true freshman at Oklahoma. He's now, um, he's he started all eight games as a USC Trojan. So he's got a little bit more than a full year season's worth of games under his belt as a starter. And as each one keeps going, um, he'll, he'll retain that knowledge and uh, hopefully you know, not make the same mistake over and over and over again. What I'm really trying to say is not make the same mistake twice. And there are times when, you know, just you know, take off, run for the first down or, or throw to the guy underneath rather than looking for the big play downfield. Uh, that'll just make your game, it'll make Caleb's game that much better. It'll make the team even more difficult to defend. They're already difficult to defend. Uh, the running backs, uh, solid B+. Plus. Uh, look, what I would have loved to have seen the running backs used more, that's not their choice. That's the coach's decision. So I can't fault the running backs for that. Travis Dye, over 100 yards. Um, probably should have had more. I mean, Arizona gives up over 200 on the ground. Defensively, USC could have had, you know, if they wanted to, they, they could have had 200 yards on the ground in the first half. I, I think they were just over 100 to end the half. Uh, Rayleigh Brown had a nice touchdown reception showing his speed to the edge. And Austin Jones, solid as well. Um, as I mentioned, I would have loved to see a little bit more running back usage because of their injury situation. Um, it would help shorten the game. And when you shorten the game, you limit the opportunity for more injuries. And uh, also, you know, considering the the offensive line, we're going to get in that get into that group here momentarily. Um, nothing gives an offensive line more confidence than run blocking. So again, it's a nitpick. They did finish with over 200 yards by the game's finish. And uh, again, Travis Dye is the heart and soul of you know some might say the team, but definitely on. For the for the running back group, he he brings it, and he was also the catalyst on a nice reverse uh, that Michael Jackson, wide receiver, was able to use for a big I think fifty three yard pickup. Really nice play, well executed. Speaking of wide receivers and the tight ends, uh, you, I'm giving this group an A. One because. They stepped up with two key integral guys not available. Um, you know, I call them starters. Jordan Addison wasn't anticipated to be playing. 
uh, with his injury. And Mario Williams had some sort of uh, tweak during the week of practice, and uh, he wasn't able to go. Apparently, he played one series, one play, and they took his helmet away. I, I, I'll take everyone's word for it. I don't remember seeing him in there. Um, what I do remember seeing him, though, it, it couldn't have been too serious, whatever this injury was. It's obvious day to day, as Lincoln or Riley likes to put everything, put the injuries. Um, he came back out, you know, out of the locker room. And he's got he had his black hoodie on, shorts, yellow leggings, and the white towel. And he joined the towel waving brigade. And he was getting up and down. He was lifting them up. He he looked like he was pretty loose physically. So whatever the uh, the ailment is, it doesn't seem to be too serious. Um, again, jumping up and down, waving his arms to left and right, having a good time with the with those guys doing some towel waving. I, again, but the, the guys who stepped up in their absence, uh, Kyle Ford. I mean, we talked about him and Taj Washington on the episode yesterday. Um, for those guys to each step up with 100-yard games, uh, Kyle Ford got his first touchdown. Taj Washington had a couple. Brendan Rice had a beautiful uh, touchdown reception in the back of the end zone after he dropped a bullet that bounced off his shoulder pad. Terrell Bynum, solid contribution. So, uh, so you give this group an A uh, just because of the way they stepped up. Do they have some drops? Sure. However, you know, all things considered, uh, again, with a makeshift uh, mosh pit of off the, at the offensive line, these guys still had to go out and perform and have their timing right, uh, knowing that Caleb might have to be rushed a little bit. Didn't come to fruition that way as far as being rushed. Um, but again, the wide receivers, they did their job. And the tight ends, they weren't involved uh, receiving the ball, but they did a fantastic job blocking and helping to protect Caleb and opening the goal. So as a, as a whole, the group gets an A. The offensive line. All right, so again, I, I hinted about this all last week. It came to fruition in the game. Look, I, we, I know they were going up against Arizona's defense, which isn't great. You know, they were, I think, going into the game, they had, what, seven sacks as a team, Arizona. So it's not like they were getting pressure on on the quarterback before UC came to town. But still, uh, when you're missing Andrew Voorhees and you now shift Jonah Monheim from right tackle to right guard, you shift Justin Dietrich from right guard to left guard, and Mason Murphy is starting at right tackle, and he's playing the whole game, and you only get two penalties on the offense. One of them is a false start by your captain, Justin Dietrich, who you're, that's going to happen. So he's got his penalty for the season. It doesn't happen very often. And then obviously there was a holding call on Mason Murphy uh, that took some points off the board, but I'm being told, and I haven't had a chance to watch the replay yet, that it was kind of a BS call. Um, so, and then when you have Bobby Haskins, who has to leave the game uh, because the shoulder, the shoulder pain is in, just too much to overcome, Cortland Ford comes in, retakes over. You know, he was a co-starter. He's, I guess we still call him a co-starter. And they don't skip a beat. And they start running the ball in the second half. And they're using Cortland Ford to pull. And they're running behind him. Yeah, you're, you're going to... Uh, you're going to give this group a lot of kudos. Solid A. Uh, 200 yards of rushing. No sacks given up. 
just to show how well this group performed, um, Lincoln Riley, Monday evening on the Trojans Live radio show, he uh, he he offered some praise for offensive lineman Jonah Monheim after playing so well against Arizona. Uh, the redshirt sophomore, he graded out in the high 90s at right guard. And that's his first time playing that position as a Trojan. I, I think that's PFF rating. I, I know it's it's fun to look at and, and to use. I don't know their grading system. But since we're giving out grades, it, we're going to throw it all out there. Jonah earned high recognition uh, from his head coach. And um, what the offensive line as a group has played outstanding all season. And to come together the way they did on Saturday on the road, everything considered, you've got to give them an A. Oh, and a little bonus. Uh, you know, they were able to keep a former teammate and friend, to uh, Hunter Eccles, in check. He was, he was only credited with three tackles for the game, Hunter Eccles. If anyone isn't aware of this, he was one of the guys on last year's team that um, – didn't want to play that last game, and it caused some uh, some issues in the locker room. And if you were watching the game closely, you might have noticed uh, some John back and forth between he and some of the Trojans uh, that he left behind. So uh, overall, offensively, I'm giving the team, I'm giving the offense an A. Again, so many missing pieces, and having to when you when you put up 45 points on the road, even against a, a, a defense as bad as Arizona's, you're, you can't be graded down because you didn't score 60 or you didn't cover the, the spread. Remember, you had the referees involved in it. The Pac-12 referees literally took an opportunity away for a field goal at the end of the first half. That's why they got it a big old FU from Mark on the Locked On USC. And FU used to actually appear on report cards for those of you old enough. An F for your productivity and a U for your conduct. That's what they got. All right, that's going to bring us to uh, this segment, which is going to be inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in all the new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today, available now at NissanUSA.com. So the Arizona Wildcats quarterback, uh, Jaden Delora, he was, he was doing his really best Caleb Williams impersonation on Saturday. Uh, he passed for big yards, 380, something like that. Uh, he was running for first downs when he had to. He extended drives. And um, there was one play where he met USC cornerback Sia Wright at the sideline and he was the last man standing. He, he, he laid the boom on the USC cornerback. And at that point, USC was leading 24 to 16. And you could just kind of sense that Arizona was about to go in and score another touchdown. It, it, just the way the game was playing out. Um, but then all of a sudden, backup safety, Bryson Shaw, uh, he came up with his first interception of the season. There you go. Four plays later, the Trojans are scoring another touchdown. They extended their lead from 24-16 to 31-16, and it happened because of Bryson Shaw's interception. He talked about it after the game. He, Alex Grinch said, you know, the key on a certain formation, and Bryson remembered it. 
He was in the right place at the right time, intercepting the ball. Four plays later, USC scoring a touchdown, and they've extended their lead to 15, 31-16. And because of that play, Bryson earned the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. So there you have it. There is your Nissan Thrill Moment. Thanks, courtesy of Bryson Shaw. And while it, uh, it didn't seal the game for USC, it did take uh, – kind of take some air out of Arizona um, to the point where USC had a, they had made enough of a separation. So Bryson Shaw, you are, you get the Nissan thrilling moment of the game. Okay. So the defense, uh, they got tested big time and, you know, I mentioned players out, they did it without some necessary tools, you know, to help them perform better. Uh, let's just, I'll start with the defensive line and the, and the rush ends. So I'm going to give them a B. And I, I know I'm probably being a little gratuitous here. Uh, Nick Figueroa, he had a sack at the rush end. He's made that transition beautifully from defensive linemen. You know, obviously, his strength is you know getting after the quarterback or chasing a running back that's being handed off the ball. Uh, not chasing a running back uh, in pass coverage. Um, and, and again, the stats aren't going to back us up, uh, but they did get pressure um, you know, on Jaden Delora, and they got a couple of tackle for losses. And that, that's hard to do against an offense like that Arizona uh, puts out there on the field, uh, and especially with a quarterback like Jaden Delora, who you know, he has a very quick release, gets rid of the ball uh, quickly, and, you know, he might not be Caleb Williams, but you know, he plays a lot like him. Um, strong arm, quick feet, lot, you know, good wheels. <clears throat> and, you know, again, not, not afraid to, uh, not afraid of contact, as C.R. Wright found out. Um, so, again, I'm going to give him a B. They were kind of up against it with players missing and the offense they were going up against. The linebackers. I'm trying to be fair here. Uh, I'll be, you know, again, you, you, you're you not going to fault the effort. But if we're looking at, you know, the production, B minus, C plus. But again, you know, you, when you take all, when you put all the eggs in the basket, no Eric Gentry, no Raylan Goforth, uh, Corey Foreman unavailable, Romello Heights been unavailable for pretty much the entire season. And then you still have a, Shane, a limited Shane Lee. Uh, you know, who's playing, he's he's not quite back on a percent. He still has a, a hand issue. And, you know, to a CV Nomura, um, both of these guys are thumpers. I mean, you run support, you do not want to have these guys meeting you in the hole because they will hurt you. Um, but, you know, speed isn't their greatest asset. So, you know, if against a team like Arizona, covering in space, um, they're going to be at, at a disadvantage. So again, I, I put all I, I take all that into consideration, and that's where I come up with that grade for for that group. Um, the secondary, uh, I wasn't sure where to go with this, so I'm I'm, I'm just going to stay with a B. And say, everyone's like, "Well, gosh, man, they, they gave up so many yards." The defense as a whole, they gave up some yards, thirty-seven points. How can you say that? You know. 
They played good or above average. Well, again, when you look at the big picture and not try and focus on this play or that play, but again, just kind of stand back and, and remember everything that went on and the officiating that's involved in the game. Um, you say, hey, you know what? This group didn't do as bad as I thought they did. They were credited with, what, eight pass breakups? Uh, they made a lot of tackles. They had to. Uh, but they're going against a, a really, really good group of wide receivers. I mean, I'm still, and I'm probably going to have to admit I was wrong on this eventually. Uh, T-Mac, Teotero McMillan, the uh, freshman wide receiver in Arizona, he's got some mad skills. I mean, six foot five and can jump. He's got long arms, tremendous dexterity, had a great one-headed catch. You had uh, Cowling. Uh, you had Dorian Singer. These guys were making some plays. So um, you're, it's hard. You, you got to be really careful how hard you grade against the USC secondary. And again, big-time interception by, by Bryson Shaw. They are opportunistic. They make the plays when they have to. Um, Kalen Bullock just missing an interception. So they were in the right positions to make plays. And, and there are times you just got to tip your hat to the other team for, for making plays as well. I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, yeah, USC has better players. But, you know, you only have so much depth. And, again, Arizona's starting to put together a decent group on the offensive side of the ball. They have some nice players transfer over. DJ Williams as a running back from Florida State. I just spoke uh, spoke about their wide receivers. And Jed Fish, their head coach, comes from the NFL, is known as having a very good offensive mind. So, hey, um, I thought Alex Grinch's group as a whole, uh, they were solid. Um, you know, he had to dial up whatever he could. He was throwing the kitchen sink at that Arizona offense. Uh, you can only do what you can do with the play, with the pieces you have available to play. Uh, so again, Bryce, Bryson Shaw, he, he really lifted up the secondary in the second half. Uh, defensive player of the week for the Pac-12. He had seven tackles, five of those being solo on his own, one TFL, and I mentioned his interception. So overall, I'm giving the defense a B minus. Um, I could probably go as high as a B, but, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be too Pollyannish about it. Uh, they were, they were going up against a difficult offense to defend. They were, they were without some key players. Could they have played better? Sure. Missed some tackles, um, gave up some big plays, but Hey, yeah, the, the object of the game the goal is to win, and USC's defense did enough to stop the University of Arizona's offense. And you go home 7-1. and one. That's all you can ask for, right? And one last thing. Let's uh, go over the special teams real quickly. C-minus. Um, there was a bit of a regression here from this group. I love the, the short kickoffs. I think they should do that more often because the kickoff coverage has gotten really good. Um, anytime you're keeping, you're, you're preventing the team from starting at the 25 yard line or better, that's a, that's a win. So 
if you're not going to, you know, if, if you're not going to kick it through the back of the end zone on the touchbacks, you know, kick it to the one yard line or to the goal line and angle it to the corner a little bit. So you, you narrow, you, you cut off half the field. And now if you stay in your lanes, as it looks like these guys are doing, you know, you get the other team starting at the 15, 14 yard line, 20 yard line, rather than the 25. With that said, um, I liked when they tried the onside kick that was Lincoln Riley's call because they were doing it from the 50-yard line. Unfortunately, it didn't execute right. The ball just stayed down, didn't pop up. Um, and they did recover the one they had to at the end of the game. So six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. It was a little aggressive on the road. You probably want to do that when you're at home. I understand that point. But, again, not a huge deal. Um, but again, that comes down to execution more than uh, the play call itself. Because again, have they been doing, because they were doing it from the 50 yard line, you know, Arizona gets the ball at the 40 rather than the 25. And I'm not sure 15 yards really made it, makes a difference with the Arizona offense. At least it did on Saturday, it appeared. Uh, the field goals though, woo, one for three from Dennis Lynch. I don't really fault him for the 56 yard miss. I would have liked it to have looked a little bit better. I mean, I, I know it was kind of rushed, a little helter-skelter getting the guys out there. Um, nevertheless, I don't know if uh, on the road is the, is the place, to, is the time to test Dennis's uh, leg strength. I know he was knocking it down during pregame warmups, but again, you're not being rushed by anybody, and you can take your time. You don't have to worry about crowd or you know having the blocked so and then um as far as aiden dalton sleep he only had one punt opportunity and the fact that he was able to get that ball away without it being blocked uh kudos to the freshman i actually if you watch carefully you could see him actually direct his foot contorted a certain way to get that ball away it kind of went straight up but at least it wasn't blocked um so Social teams, they regress a little bit. Hopefully, they can bounce back uh, again. You got your neck. You don't leave Southern California for the rest of this regular season. So let's get it done. Overall, team grade, got to go B. Got the win on the road against a solid offense, missing some key players. I'm not going to grade too harsh on this. No sweat for me. You know who sweats? Mike. He's a uh, he's a concierge in Las Vegas. And within an hour on the job, when he got on duty, he was sweating through his suit. Well, not anymore, thanks to Sweatblock. Mike was able to fix his problem with Sweatblock. Sweatblock wipes, um, what they do is it, it's a must-have for everyone. You keep them in your pocket, in your little toiletry bag, whatever, whether it's for a big presentation or it's, you know, on a hot date, whatever. Uh, Sweatblock wipes can come in handy. So if you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, do uh, try Sweatblock. You can save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. And it's also available on Amazon. This is uh, our Coach Hindsight segment. Kind of throw stuff out there. Benefit of the doubt, being able to sit on the couch, um, or in my case, this situation, I don't know if I mentioned it on the episode Locked on USC yesterday. However, 
I had the honor of spotting for Pete Arbogast on Sean Cody uh, in the radio, who does the radio play-by-play for USC uh, during the games. Situation came up where uh, we need someone to come in and do, be the spotter. Essentially, what I do is after each play, I point to Pete Arbogast's chart and I point at the player number, um, who made the tackle, uh, who completed the pass, called the pass, that type of stuff. That way, Pete can stay, keep his eyes on the field and not have to look at a chart trying to find everything. I'm just pointing out it so he's ready to go. It was a really cool, unique experience. And I want to thank the thank for the thank you, Pete, uh, for the opportunity. Anytime, buddy. Be more than happy to do that again. Okay, so as I was saying, Coach Hindsight. Um, I I kind of gave my opinion in the previous segment. What do you think? Was it the right time to go for the onside kick? Or is that too aggressive uh, when you're on the road? Again, I didn't think I had no problem with the timing of it because of um, they were kicking off from the 50 as opposed to 35. And if you know they recover the ball, he looks like a genius, right? Everyone thought it, it was great when uh, Oregon's head coach Dan Lanning did it against UCLA. Well, he was at home. That, that makes a difference. Um, I don't know. What do you think? You tell me. And should USC publicly demand an explanation from the Pac-12 for their incompetency? Now, look, I know you, you don't demand an explanation. And number number two, you're not going to get one. Um, and I've already offered my grade. But don't you think the Pac-12, George Klyovkov, Merton Hanks, somebody by now should have come out with a statement saying, Hey, we made a mistake. Um, it's it's something we need to improve on, and something we're going to make a concerted effort to do. No, or just deal with it. Look, I don't. I don't know what else to say. Oh, one last thing we'll say on this on this episode of Locked On USC before we get out of here. Uh, Dan Lanning, our friends over there at Oregon, should he be sending his resume in uh, to Auburn? If you haven't heard by now, Auburn fired their head coach, Brian Harson, and we know Oregon is stepping stone U. Is Dan Lanning having too successful of a season to, uh, to stay at Oregon? Will he want to get back to uh, the SEC where uh, he made his bones as a defensive coordinator at Georgia? Who knows? Stay tuned. Should he or should he stay at Oregon? All right, so there you go. Another episode of Locked on USC in the books for this week. We come at you five times a week. And when uh, you're not watching Locked on USC, uh, don't forget about WeRC.com. Head on over there. We've got a subscription special going on. Ten bucks will get you a, a VIP subscription through the end of August 2023. That takes you all the way through fall camp. And then when you're not uh, checking out our written content over there, you need to head on over to, oh, excuse me, uh, the Locked On Sports today because um, 
they're going to give you all of your uh, all the sports stories that don't involve USC. You can find over there as well, whether it's on this app, on YouTube, or wherever you download your podcast. Check it out. All right. There you go. I'll be back again for another episode of Locked on USC. We come at you five times a week. But until then, everyone, you know what to do.